First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. The line right now is Dr. Richard Chemileski from the Falcon Clinic. Doc, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, I wanted to just specifically go into some specific, obviously we we can't know names, but people that you have treated and what their ailment was post-COVID and and how you treated them and what the success rate was. I think a lot of people that are suffering from stuff are very interested. Am I going to be living with, with this for the rest of my life or is there light at the end of the tunnel? Well, evidently, if you look at a lot of different pandemics, including the various influenza pandemics and so forth, um, and even after MERS and SARS uh, uh, some 10 years ago and more, uh, you had people who had residual effects. Uh, a lot of those effects after uh, a month or so kind of go away. However, uh, in some studies that have been shown that even uh, up to uh, six, eight months after contracting uh, COVID, that people still had lingering, especially uh, brain fog, inability to concentrate, mm. mood change, uh, even depression. Um, and there were people who had fatigue, muscle aches, and uh, shortness of breath and cough was uh, troublesome. And uh, in some people, uh, and this is with all different viruses, including influenza, uh, some of the people would have uh, smell and taste issues. Uh, half the people that I get for uh, post-COVID syndrome or long hauler syndrome have some degree of disturbance uh, of uh, smell and taste. Yeah. Half. Uh, yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And uh, then some of the people might have a, a rash of different kinds. And they're everything from, like, little bumps that I've seen to... Uh, COVID toes, they call it, with a reddish mm-hmm. discoloration of the foot. Uh, patches that will come and go around the skin, like in the shoulder, the arm, or the abdomen. And some people have COVID tongue with this little whitish plaque on the side or underneath the mouth. And uh, people have tried various medications for that. But uh, we've been having some pretty good success. Uh, I don't like to use the word uh, cure uh, unless I'm uh, treating somebody medically with a uh, uh, medications for hepatitis C. Right, uh, right. We can, and that's we can a, say, yeah, yes, right. sure. That everything else is a matter of maintenance or trying to get the body in the best position to heal. Interesting. I'm going to ask yeah. you. So those with uh, post-COVID syndrome, as you called it, um, are there patients who, that you have who, have who have finally recovered? They're no longer considered these long haulers. And how long did it take in those cases, if you have any? Uh, yes, I do. And uh, I would say that as far as uh, uh, complete remission, I would say, uh, at least right now, since uh, we heavily have been doing this stuff since November, uh, I would say probably a, a third of them have uh, completely recovered. Wow. And uh, just a, no uh, shortness of breath, the brain fog is gone, the dizziness, the muscle, everything is gone. Uh, but the other people there have done extremely well. I would say the other, the majority, probably 60% of them, have had uh, significant improvement. Uh, their energy has come back and uh, less in the way of any kind of joint pains. The fatigue is going away. Uh, there are a few people, and I mean a handful, uh, that continue to have a little bit of brain fog and dizziness and uh Probably the most difficult thing is to get smell and taste to come back. Yeah, that was going to uh, be my those, question, yeah. 
And I think that the, we don't know what the pathophysiology is. There are all kinds of theories out there. Uh, my theory is that somehow there was destruction of the nerves uh, for mm. smell and taste. And okay. It's going to take a little while that to come back. Could take months to a year. So, so, Doc, a quick question. On the smell and taste, it would seem to me, when compared to brain fog or some of the other symptoms, is the loss of smell and taste, while it might be, I don't know, an annoyance, is there real harm there to the person's health? As far as their health, it depends on what you mean. In terms of them, uh, well, it's, is, it an, yeah, it, well, is it an inconvenience, or is there some real health um, I, I'll, danger I, I, there? From my wife who has it, it's an emotional, it's a psychological problem. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Don? When you can't, when you lose something like that, um, it does affect you as a as a human. It may not mean you're you're affected in the same way cancer would would kill someone. But it is, it is emotionally difficult to deal with. It is. And if you are a professional chef, uh, right. it, will, it will ruin your career. Well, that's true. And, uh, that's true. You know, uh, our, you have to remember when you have smell, you have taste. You know, there's the old trick of, like, plugging your nose and having yeah. somebody try to tell the difference between an, uh, an onion and an apple. Mm-hmm. They have consistency, and you can't. Uh, but even worse, there are people who have just horrible uh, ammonia, garbage, uh, rotting meat-type smells, making it difficult for them to uh, share a meal with somebody. Yeah. So you're having a tremendous loss there. And, and I don't know if you'd call it emotional, but it definitely does affect people's quality of life. Just one more. You mentioned yeah. having some patients who've now uh, recovered. They've gotten their energy back. Do you just attribute that to them healing, or is there some routine or regimen that you have them on that's helped build that back up? Good question. Uh, actually, we do have a regimen, and uh, it's called the VIP treatment, Virus Infection Protocol, VIP. And, uh, that's a trademark. Uh, anyway, the variations of that can be found on my website, falconclinic.com. And we have the people come and do a medical evaluation. They have EKG, chest X-ray, and blood work because uh, – the post-COVID is a multifactorial thing. I mean, it could affect, uh, we just talked about the nose, the brain, yeah, it could affect yeah. the heart. We have to check for those. I, I, uh, I know there's someone listening right now that had a conversation with me the other day about he recently had a heart attack and had COVID really badly. And, uh, and the doctors are now telling him that they believe the heart attack might have been precipitated by, by post-COVID symptoms. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the body goes through a few different phases with the uh, COVID. We know that there's the initial infection that everybody's talked about. Then there's the cytokine storm, uh, which is our body's antibody response to that. And then finally, there's a chronic phase where either the body's immune system or antibodies and white blood cells, by the way, uh, T cells, continue to uh, attack the body. Uh, because the signals have been skewed. Yeah. And there is suggestion even now that uh, the uh, COVID virus might not be completely eradicated and might be lurking in the immune system, especially mm. in the white blood cells, uh, acting as a trigger to keep that immune system, uh, I guess, looking for the virus or any remnants thereof and continuing with things. So, what, what we do is we basically, with the VIP treatments, put people in a situation where their own body heals. That's the osteopathic concept. And actually, I, I've mentioned this before on the radio, 
anytime we do any kind of medical, surgical intervention or whatever, all we're doing is kind of giving the body kind of a, a kick in the pants yeah. or a boost. So it heals by itself. It's always the body that heals. That's where well, the miracle is. And that is that really is what vaccination is, right? It's the it's yeah. the the vaccination is training mm-hmm. the body mm-hmm. to know what to do when it sees that uh, when it sees that virus. Correct. It's a, it's a wake up call to the immune system. Like these vaccines, yeah. there basically they tell our body to make antibodies against a specific protein yep. of the COVID virus. And then, okay, so we have our uh, frontline soldiers, if you will. They're armed and ready and waiting for the enemy to come. So if and when the enemy does come, you get a COVID infection, uh, our immune system is already primed. We recognize it right away, and we stop it in its tracks so it doesn't right. spread the body or replicate itself. Uh, la- last question. Somebody asking here, what are the ages of people that you have treated with these symptoms, these long COVID symptoms? Um, is it all yeah. just old people, or do you have younger, middle-aged? What do you have? Uh, at the Falcon Clinic, we see those uh, 18 and over. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, it spans all ages because, <clears throat> yes, I have had people everywhere from, you know, the teens, like uh, 19, 20 years old. Uh, a lot of uh, middle-aged and young people, uh, 20s, 30s, and 50s, uh, and then we've had a fair number who have uh, uh, 70 and 80 okay. years old. But I, and, and, and I would add to the question, are there are you seeing people that maybe had a moderate case of COVID or are most of them people that had a severe case or even some cases where they didn't have much in terms of symptoms at all? You know, that's a very interesting question, because you would think that people who are devastated with the infection would have the stuff linger on and yeah. they continue to want to have uh, a treatment mm-hmm. uh, after put our website or they hear from us. Uh, but it is, it is interesting. I had people who had just very mild symptoms who basically just had a positive PCR test, and they had uh, maybe like an upper respiratory thing, a nasal thing, yeah, and it yeah. went away. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, they just didn't feel strong enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're fine. And then here it is till six, eight weeks later, the symptoms come back, a big runny nose, and then they can't concentrate, all kinds of stuff. And that's one of the reasons we check and see, is there anything else going on? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, it can be minor, and then it can uh, slowly uh, express itself or explode in the system, yeah. or it can stay. And this is, yeah. this is my, my very last question. Um, yeah. But there is that, it's just something that you mentioned there that I think is, is interesting and we have to consider. So... You, I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I said to somebody the other day, I'd forgotten something. I don't know what it was. I'm like, yep, it's my post-COVID brain fog. And his answer right. was, that's not brain fog. You're just getting old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but there's an important, I mean, that's funny, but there, there's an important element here. You might think those aches and pains are post-COVID, yet you might have something going on in your body. Right. So right. It, I think there's, and that's why, Getting it checked out and going to see a doctor probably is extremely important right now because you don't know that it's COVID or maybe it is COVID and it isn't something else. But um, that makes it kind of complicated, I would assume. Uh, 
it, it does in, in terms of sifting it out. But yeah. uh, you bring up the point that everybody is looking for the one drug or the one treatment that's going to affect the whole symptom of things. Uh, the osteopathic approach is while, while we do that and we do medical workups and stuff, we're basically trying to stimulate the immune system, the lymphatic and venous drainage system from the brain and the lungs and so forth, and then letting the body sort it out. Now, I've had people who, uh, you know, even since uh, last, I think it was, uh, I think May, June, I think it was the first time I, I treated somebody with long haulers last June. Yeah, yeah. And they still periodically come because of other things, because mm. uh, you want to call it fibromyalgia, neck and yeah. low back pain. They had they had such good relief from the other stuff that they wanted to continue for other reasons. Uh, Dr. Chemileski, we appreciate it. It's the Falcon Clinic, and the phone number is 315-507-4751. You may have had a severe case. You may have had a case that was barely symptomatic. But people long-term are having symptoms out of this thing, and that's what you, you guys are treating over there. We appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great day. Stay healthy. All right. You do the same. And it's falconclinic.com is the uh, is the website. And we'll put this up on the web so you can refer back to it. But it is a, it's a real deal. And, you know, you mentioned the, the taste thing. It's like, wow, so they lost their taste and smell. It's not like that's going to kill you. Well, but it is when you're smelling like rotting. I, I, I'll give you an exa- one example for us. My wife smells all she smells is is that campfire stink that gets on your clothes after you've sat around a campfire and you come inside. You wake up the next morning. You smell. That's what she smells all the time. And I didn't mean to say to which is m- perfect for me. I have not worn deodorant since. <laughs> um, I, I don't mean to say like it's not a big deal. I was just wondering if it's. You know that stinks, it, literally. Um, if it was an inconvenience, or if it was a, a, a bigger issue, like a sign of something else that was going to be permanently damaged, or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I guess we don't know, right? But I guess we don't. But in terms of not being able to taste anything, it's the it's the weirdest thing. I'll be like, "Can you please taste this and tell me if this is okay?" I'll taste it, but I can't taste it. I mean, Listen. she literally cannot taste. Anything. You should send her to my house for dinner because that's the best way <laughs> to consume I, the food I cook. I put a little, put a little too much salt in this. Uh, can you taste yeah. it? No. It tastes oh, good I to can't me. Taste anything? Nothing there. I am fortunate that the loss of taste and smell. I didn't either. Was only. I can't. My my taste and smell came back the the next week. I wasn't even out of isolation. I started never, to come back. I never lost mine at all. But I can't imagine. Weird. Uh, even the week and a half I had to deal with that, I can't imagine what your wife's going through because it was driving me insane. Obviously, uh, let's put it all in perspective. And 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 even though you're with your question, the reality is that it's not like you can't breathe and walk up the stairs. But it's it's it, it, discounting it as if it's nothing is also not necessarily true either. Right, so. especially as long as some it's people have had it going on. Yeah, it's a thing. I have another friend. Had it in March, and I don't think he's I, – I, the last I talked to him, he still did not have his smell or taste back. It's been over a year. And it, what he smells – and this that'd be one thing if you just can't smell. But he said, when I smell something, he said, I, I, I smell the worst cheap cologne that I just loathe and hate. It's almost like your body picks something that you hate. Yeah, Dr. Shemaleski <laughs> said rotten meat or something like that. Or I don't that smell. You sure, that, he wasn't just suggesting something to you, like hey, Bill. <laughs> we were on the phone, so I'm okay. <laughs> uh, the, the but it is it's weird, right? I mean, 
It is. It is. Uh, I I said, oh, like you're going up the elevator. Um, And that'll ring a bell for you, Andrew. (laughs) Right? Remember the coming up the elevator after somebody came up the elevator at the old uh, place we used to work? If that was my my COVID symbol, (laughs) I'd jump jump down the elevator shaft. I I said, uh, is that old old spice? It's it's really old spice, dude. (laughs) 